Welcome to Get Over It, the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for Exceptional 21st Century Living. Folks, Michael Gardner is back with us, and he's going to talk about his new book, A New Now, Your Guide to Mastering Wisdom daily, achieving equilibrium, and empowering your nobler self. Now, you guys might remember that uh, Michael was a guest of mine back in 2018. It seems so short ago, but it was a little bit ago, but it was in August of 2018. So you can listen to that show um, wherever you get your podcast, or if it's no longer on that site, you can always go to MoniqueChapman.com and click on my podcast link and go back to August 2018 and voila, there it is. Okay. You Many people have enjoyed that uh, podcast and asked for him to come back. And that's why he's back now talking about his new book. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that is holding you back. But you guys know I always ask that question, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. A bit about me for my new listeners, intuitive since birth. I'm a third generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I am the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website. That's MoniqueChapman.com. And I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. As I said, Michael Gardard is back with us. And, you know, he began his spiritual journey at the age of 10, um, because that's when he started seeking out wisdom. And by the time he was 21, he was meditating for more than two hours a day. And he um, took a liking to delving into past lives. And he discovered 88 of his past lives and brought that information forward. And he actually wrote a book um, in search of lost lives. And you can Again, check that out in the August 2018 podcast. And we're here to talk about his new book, A New Now. Now, you can check him out at his website, and that's guarded.com, G-O-D-D-A-R-T.com. Welcome back, Michael. Monique, it's so good to be back with you. Thank you so much. Loved your introduction. And actually, I was back a second time, January 24th, oh, 2019. Right. Yes. Yeah, we, we did a follow up because there was so much information we didn't get to mm-hmm. in Search of Lost Lives. So, you know, okay, yeah. thank you for reminding because, you know, I remember the 2018 and I'm like, there had to be another one, but I wasn't finding it, you know, my quick look. So thank you. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you for bringing that to my attention. So you've got a new book now, a new now. What's a new now all about? 
Well, a new now is your, your personal intimate guide for learning how to live the best life possible. It's really helping you achieve your fullest potential, uh, really uh, keying into your intuition, your highest way of knowing. And I, I kind of take readers by the hand and we go through the 33 wisdoms and the 10 keys to achieving equilibrium. Uh, and it's a very practical nitty gritty book. It's really designed to help people navigate virtually any situation uh, they come across in life, whether you know you have to decide whether you need to go to the emergency room, whether you just have to decide whether to wear one mask or two masks. All the things I write about helped me enormously during COVID and continue to help me. So really, this is the type of uh, personal growth spirituality book that can really supercharge your journey, your own individual journey to awakening. Okay. Well, how would this book help someone who's struggling struggling with whether or not they want to get the vaccine or if they want to be massless? How would this help them? And what if their higher self came back and said, no, no vaccine and no mask? I mean, should they go along with mass mind consciousness or just stay true to... Well, well, that's a very uh, yeah key question. Uh, I, I t also write a, a lot about the higher mind and lower mind, uh -huh. and we've been so uh, mind washed, you know, by different competing stories and media's. There are exercises in the book to really kind of wean you from outside mm -hmm. sources, but I always encourage people to do as much research as possible and to test your intuition and your sense of knowing as to whether what you're reading or listening to is true or not. So it's really all about gathering um, all of all the information, and I have all kinds of a series of questions within the book to ask, like. You know, would it be in my highest and best good, safe and appropriate to to go shopping or to wear a mask while I'm shopping? And mm -hmm. your intuition is something you have to, to really work on and develop, but eventually your intuition keeps coming, keeps coming through. It's also a feeling of, of what feels right, what feels good, what feels complete, uh, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's it's really kind of taking responsibility for in, taking your own power and leading the life which is right for you. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, as I was reading through the books, there were um, one, two, three, four things that really stuck out to me. And the first one that I'd like to bring up is you talk about the mm -hmm. wisdom of simplicity. Talk to us about that, because to me, once you cut through the crap, you get down to the basic, you get down to the simple. Right. Well, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because our lives are so cluttered with things we really don't need to do that don't serve us. In fact, one of the keys to achieving uh, uh, equilibrium is um, avoid unnecessaries, echo of unnecessaries. So, <laughs> I chuckle because that's where I was going next. So explain it, please. <laughs> okay. Well, um, yeah. And, and the best way to understand it, of course, is to, is to read the book. But, but um, in, in going towards simplicity, you, you really want to ask, you know, how is it serving me? Is it, is it necessary? Is it bringing me further in my path? You want to fulfill your responsibilities, whatever they are. Um, but there is so much we don't need to listen to or read. It, Part of what, what this ties into, Monique, is I, I write a lot about um, 
prior, prioritizing your life, you know, and that's prioritizing your day, your season, whether it's fall or summer in your life. So when you have your priority straight, you, you're able to let go of things to avoid stuff. But it's also balancing being, having, and doing, which is another key mm -hmm. to achieving <laughs> equilibrium. And I have people intuitively draw a pie chart of, of how much they're devoting to each I mean, we're human beings, but most of us should be called really human doings because mm -hmm. we're always doing or we're, we're trying to have or human having. So most people would be like 80% doing and 17% having and the rest maybe 3% thing. So mm -hmm. that's a way of kind of reordering your life and achieving more simplicity. Um, one of the wisdoms, for instance, is the wisdom of doing nothing. That's really a wisdom I, I get into for being in touch with your higher self and taking time out to, to be. So uh, as part of this, you know, with each wisdom, I encourage people to uh, download the journey journal from my website, goddard.com. Uh -huh. And the journey journal, it's really simply a word document. And I give guidance uh, at the beginning of the book of how to work with it, which is really you tailoring it to your own needs. But as a word document, you can actually write, you can copy and paste uh, from, from the book uh, into the document and write your own exercises, your own comments, what your goals are, what you need to do, and date it. And so it's the type of an ongoing journal of your spiritual journey. So uh -huh. you can look back, you know, two years ago, what was I working on? Well, I had this health condition I was really concerned with, and I was attending to it. But I didn't, then you realize, well, maybe I didn't really do everything I could have. What are different avenues I can explore? So, hmm. so those are some of the ways in, in just a, a nutshell of how, how to work with it. But it's really a very uh, self-participatory experiential book, which with a very kind of warm, encouraging uh, presence within that. So you, you really, I have excerpts of, of the book uh, on my site, which I invite people to read. So you get a, a sense of it and, and mm -hmm. that'll help, help lead you. Okay. Well, you know, I opened up your book to page um, 69. Interesting page. Anyway, it's the five practices. And it says the five practices you can adopt and modify as your awareness grows are clean your vessel. So to me, that's cleaning the body inside and out. Um, develop your sense of knowing. That's the intuition that you're talking taking uh, mm -hmm. talking about mm -hmm. cultivating detachment and that's the hardest one for me but cultivating detachment being an observer and then lastly be aware of and manage your ego so you know since I struggle with detachment um, how can we be detached from something that we you know want to have or you know you know, or, or doing yes. something, how can we develop that detachment? Well, there, there are several ways. Um, first of all, you know, it's living a higher life is sort of a constant practice of letting go. I think mm -hmm. a lot of people will recognize something that they want won't come to them when they're really often wanting it. But when they just let go of that, it shows up on its own time. Um, 
but I mean, the best way to be really detached is to be attached to something higher. So you're not resisting the attachment. So mm. you're so when you're attached to something higher, like, well, I'll, I'll just tell you what I consider the highest and best thing to attach to that is, and that's the, the word, the God current within us. Mm -hmm. I mean, people have been talking about this more and more. I mean, this is very much my meditation practice, but the inner sound current, that automatically detaches you from your worldly uh, attachments. So that's one way. It's also developing an awareness that you're an actor in a play. You've come mm -hmm. here for this lifetime and you have different roles to play, whether it's a wife, a, a daughter, a sister. Uh, a lot of us you know, may have difficult relations with a family member. I certainly did, for sure. Uh -huh. And and when, you know, the, the person kind of got on the rampage or, you know, kept repeating the same whining uh, complaints all the time, I just did my best to be the most loving son possible uh -huh. and, and realized that, you know, even though I was feeling my soul sucked out of me and I knew I'd be leaving feeling I have a hole in my soul, <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, I just, you know, the person was doing the best they could. They were being themselves. They have certain really ingrained negative mental grooves. That mm -hmm. It was sort of like um, in the old record players, the, the needle was stuck on a groove and it kept repeating and repeating. So the best I could do was model kind, loving behavior and know that they were effortlessly reading from a script. Now, I didn't necessarily welcome that script, mm -hmm. uh, but I I honored it and did my best to, to be in the play with them. So that really detached me during some really traumatic experiences uh, while my parents were aging and you know, quite sick and, and dying. Also mm -hmm. with my with my brother who was a very violent paranoid schizophrenic. So it's this awareness that we're here on a journey. We, we've given this parts this lifetime. This is like the school of hard knocks, but it's also finding something higher to be attached to. Now, I'm sure everybody would acknowledge we've been in a very toxic political atmosphere for the last few years, mm -hmm. and it's really easy to get sucked into it. And it's just this play that is playing out and you may really hate parts of it and you may want other parts to really be ascendant, but you just have to decide how much of this do I want in my consciousness? Do I want it 10 hours a day? Is that gonna serve me? Um, is that leading the simplest life? Because the 10 hours I'm not actively involved in my thinking about it, like when I'm meditating, when I'm trying to get work done. So. A new now is all about empowering yourself to, to discover the best life possible. And one of the best ways to do that is to develop your wisdom, which is making best use of your mental and intuitive faculties moment to moment. It's really a very practical guide for living in your own new now, rather than something you feel that may be imposed on you. Or, I mean, most of us spend our consciousness in the past and the future, to be uh -huh. honest. Uh -huh. you know, we're dreaming about what we want or how we want somebody to act or why can't they act this way. Just think of everybody as really polished actors. And uh -huh. they're not flubbing their lines. They're speaking them 
perfectly. And you that'll detach you. I mean, you may be in a series of tragedies. I mean, it happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, we were talking earlier, I, I had cancer, um, you know, and I just did not believe it. But I almost did a went down a really dangerous path. Mm -hmm. And, you know, advised by my doctor of 16 years, and this uh, urologist, but I tuned into my intuition. I just knew there was a better way. And I did research. And in a few minutes, I found they were completely wrong. So I just did it step by step, relying on my intuition and found really the best way to handle it. As far as I know now, I am cancer free. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so this is really stepping into your higher mind, which is making being an ally to your soul. Basically, who we are, are is soul. That is our true consciousness. That is our observer. And mm -hmm. But the soul to be in the physical and mental planes had to be become associated with the mind. And the mind is, is really a slave to your senses, to your wants, to your desires. We're really run by our desires. This is to kind of take back uh, control step by step, mm -hmm. you know, until, I mean, your mind can become your, your really best and highest friend, but until we're masters of our mind, we're really a slave to the mind. So a new now, the book is really about learning to know what your mind is when your lower mind is acting out, uh, when you're, you're playing one of your negative mental grooves and how to empower your higher mind so it really can serve as a true ally to your soul. And oh, go ahead. Okay, well, I was going to ask, um, based on what you're saying, um, does that tie into the higher mind, the better mind, and the nobler mind that you talk about? Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, I call mm -hmm. it the higher mind, better mind, nobler mind. I mean, the book is really a course in empowering your nobler self. And to access your wisdom, you have to really be in a state of equilibrium and teach yourself how to return to a state of equilibrium, whether it's listening to music, doing yoga, uh, cleaning the house. You all have practices and can find practices. For me, for decades, it was weight training in the gym. I mm -hmm. would do my mental repetition and I'd lift weights and I would always leave feeling not only physically better, but in a really beautiful state of mental equilibrium, no matter how fraught my work was that I left behind in my office. So uh, higher mind, better mind, nobler mind, we all have it. I, I write in the book that we have an inexhaustible aquifer of wisdom within us that okay. we can all learn to access. And for those of you who don't know what an aquifer is, I'm in Palm Springs and we live over an aquifer here, which is really layers of permeable rock uh, with, you know, with strata of rock and, and water. So mm -hmm. we get, or we used to get most of our water from the aquifer. So think of your higher consciousness as this aquifer within you and all the higher practices like meditation is blasting away at the rock, which is keeping that higher consciousness from flowing through you. So, you know, we talked the last two times about how we recovered uh, 88 of my past lives, and I could have kept going, but I didn't want the book to be many, many thousands of pages. <laughs> but I have been really meditating since I was the age of 19. 
since mm -hmm. the age of 21, at least two and a half hours a day, but also actively working on my intuition from the time I was like a junior in high school, doing different things, but very, very actively once I had major, major surgery and I had to intuit every little bite and spoonful of food. So all of that intuitive work, all of that meditation was blasting away at the rock that was kind of keeping my soul consciousness from filtering through. Our souls are pure consciousness. They're a pure spark of divine love, but they're shrouded. I give uh, the metaphor of your soul is this brilliant eternal light bulb, but it's covered first by a thin layer of gauze, gauze, that's G-A-U-Z-E, that's mm -hmm. your higher mind. Then it's covered by layers and layers of cotton, that's your habitual mind. That's like the part of you that shows up for work, that brushes your teeth twice a day, that takes out the garbage and picks up poop. That's your habitual mind. And then there's uh, layers and layers of thick canvas encrusted with crud, that is your lower mind. So the work we have to do to unwrap all the wrappings around our soul is first blasting away at the crud of the lower mind. Uh -huh. But you have to know how to work with yourself. I mean, if you really, really want dessert and you know you're going to eat a whole carton of ice cream, well, you know, I was forced into this because if I ate a little bit too much, I would have a ball obstruction and have to go to the emergency room. Oh, wow. And and maybe, I mean, or fast for the rest of the day and lose more weight. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm I'm down 40 pounds of muscle mass. At the Congratulations. Moment. Oh, muscle well, mass? No. <laughs> no, 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 I, I would. Fat mass, yes, muscle mass, have, no. <laughs> yeah, I had like two pounds of fat. The rest was muscle mass. I was into bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. So I, even today, if I eat too much, I'm in agony all night. I wake up at two. I have to fast through breakfast maybe lunch, you know, so if I really want to give myself something, I apportion out the food. So most people have an issue with overeating, with wanting mm -hmm. to lose weight. Well, if you really feel that you want to treat like ice cream or chips, fine, don't guilt yourself over it, get a bowl and take out each one and, or each spoonful until it feels right and complete, and then put it away and use your willpower not to go back when you're feeling sorry for yourself or sad about something. We feed, we, we try to feed ourselves stuff to deal with the negative emotions. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not the highest and best way to deal with it, but often it's the most practical and soothing way. But you can do that, but also do the inner work as well, is what I'm saying. The whole idea is to lead a life of equilibrium, which is dynamic balance. So what you need today may not be good for you tomorrow. So think of yourself on an upward trajectory, but this is really a journey across hills. So you're in valleys, you're climbing hills, you're going back down into valleys. You can't really see all the hills and mountains that lie ahead because your vision is blocked by what's ahead of you. And that's where you know your intuition and wisdom and equilibrium further you on your journey. I mean, no matter what suffering we're going through, and everybody who's alive is suffering, even though they think they're not, because we're separated from source, no matter what you're suffering, and I'm sure most of you have had enormous, terrible suffering in your life, physical, emotional, 
financial, you name it. But mm -hmm. the attitude, the thing we have power over, Monique and everyone, is our attitude. We can always adopt and readopt a positive attitude. And so positivity is very much stressed in the book. Our minds are naturally negative. That is our lower mind. It uh -huh. wants to be negative. It, what, what you remember, all the times you were stabbed in the back, uh -huh. you were afraid, all the hurts. The minds have a built-in negativity bias. So you want to really focus on the positive. And when you have something negative happen, that comes back and back, it could be 10 or 30 years ago, go to something really positive. And it could even be with the same person. So you have... Each of us has the power within us to lead a better and better life and, and to groom your destiny. One of the loving wisdoms, the 33 wisdoms I want to say uh -huh. are comprised of the 11 loving wisdoms, the 11 guiding wisdoms, and the 11 evolutionary wisdoms. One of the early loving wisdoms is the wisdom of grooming. And I go through the physical grooming emotional, psychological grooming, and most important, spiritual grooming. It's really uh, an unusual part of the book, and I think of metaphysical literature, where I basically categorize the four ways you can approach your destiny and how to, you may want to live the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And from there, the book really takes off. Um, it does. And it's amazing, folks, if you follow, and it's not hard to do, if you follow what you're reading, you will shift your energy. And, and you know, bottom line, that's what it's all about. And don't worry about being perfect. You know, he uses the word equilibrium. He doesn't say perfection. In my mind, perfection doesn't exist. But how do you feel about that, Michael? Well, um, I just want to say one more thing about mm -hmm. equilibrium. And so, so, um, being at your spiritual center is when you're most positive, present, grounded, at peace. Uh, and I, I list about 10 adjectives in the book. What, what do I think about perfection? Well, mm -hmm. human beings are absolutely perfectible. I mean, perfect mm -hmm. human beings are those rare souls who are, you can call them saints, masters, mystic adepts, who here, there's, I feel there's always one present on earth, and they have reunited their consciousness with the source with the god they are masters of their mind so if once we're perfect we're no longer on on the earth we leave unless someone is a teacher a guru a, a saint mm -hmm. who comes down to to show people the way so we're here because we are perfectable we are you know, our essence is drops of the divine ocean. It just depends on whether you want to keep experiencing lives. You know, even if you don't believe in reincarnation, uh, I think if you read In Search of Lost Lives, that may open your mind a little bit. But we're, most people, yeah, most <laughs> people on the earth are not, are meant not to remember that their past lives. Because if you did, you would realize how much suffering you'd you've gone through, and you would do anything, everything you could to leave, because there are successively higher realms of existence, and you can call them heavens if you want, above mm -hmm. us, beyond the physical, because we can exist. I mean, when you die, that's not the end of it. You just have to give up your body, mm -hmm. and you're, you are existing with your mind uh, and soul, you know, with an astral body, 
uh, that's like the first major region above the physical until you are sent back into a form. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be a human being. It can be a rodent. I mean, if that's how you behave <laughs> this lifetime. Mm-hmm. In my memoir, I, I write about times when my be- bad behavior outweighed the good. I caused more pain than, than benefit to people. And mm-hmm. I had to take uh, a life as an animal. So it's very easy to lose your human life. Um, it's also very hard to earn it. So this is an entreaty to all you know, your lovely listeners to make best use of your life because you have the power to do that. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Our time is almost up, but I'd love for you to share at least one more pearl of wisdom. You've given us so much information today, but please share one more pearl of wisdom for our audience, please. Okay, Monique. <laughs> the first thing that popped into my mind is you have it all within you. You have the wisdom within you. You have the power to achieve equilibrium and come to open dreams you never thought were possible. Uh, when you really empower your noble self, The dreams that may come are just right now unbelievable. So have faith in yourself. That that Mm. is the pearl. Uh, Yeah, have faith in yourself. And folks, during this time of COVID and, you know, the new variants sneaking up and, you know, people following information, not following information, just get centered and come to yourself. And as Michael says, pay attention to your intuition and then take that step. You will be guided in the right direction. Michael, thank you so much for being with me today to discuss your new book, A New Now. Folks, it's available everywhere. If you're looking for one book to get you through the period right now that we're going through. Uh, Michael's book, A New Now, is definitely the book, not only just for right now, it'll help get you on your path so that you're moving forward as things progress. So Michael, thank you very much for being a guest. To the audience, thank you for listening. I truly um, am honored and I appreciate your time and attention. And please remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of discovering your new now. Up on the blessings, light, and love to all agape.